0: God is good. Good morning, everyone. Enjoying this beautiful weather, this nice snow, like we live in Narnia. I don't know what the problem is. I'm just, I have cabin fever real bad. I'm, I'm just itching for spring. I guess it'll come in time. Uh, I don't usually do this real quick before I get started. I got to give a quick endorsement. Uh, my wife and I, well, actually my family and I, last night we went to Newark and we saw this movie called God's Not Dead. I'm sure you've heard of it. Man, if you get a chance to go see that movie, it is an excellent, excellent movie. Uh, So much better than, obviously, the filth that they produce. But I'm telling you, this movie is awesome. If you get a chance, take your family, take a friend. It it is an awesome movie. Uh, I don't think Zanesville is getting it, to my knowledge. Uh, The closest place that I believe we looked around was Newark. So if you get a chance to see that movie, it is awesome. Chase, can you pray for the service, please? Amen. You can be seated. Don't us have an opening text, but we will get into the Bible here momentarily. How many of you will agree with me when I say that the enemy is a snake? You agree with me? He is a snake. Okay? He is a low-down, rotten, dirty serpent. He is a snake. He doesn't play fair. He hits you when you are most vulnerable. The enemy is a snake. You know, being in, in and amongst this body here at New Hope, I can very easily see that there is an attack going on. The the enemy is attacking this body. Now, what he is doing, you know, I think this church, you know, we have our defenses up enough that he can't trick us with things like drugs or this or that. So he goes to plan B. And what plan B is for the enemy is it's an attack on the mind, it's an attack on the heart. And I see it very clearly that the enemy is attacking this body of believers. He is attacking our hearts, and he is attacking our minds. Now, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, the enemy, the adversary, whatever you want to call him, understand he wants you to feel depressed. Understand he wants you, he wants to take away your joy. He wants to take away your happiness in being born again. He wants to take away your testimony. He wants you to feel anxious about things. He wants your stress levels up. He wants you to feel that way. And He whispers things into you. When you are vulnerable, He whispers these things into you. So that you'll be anxious about things. You'll be worried about things. You'll, You'll be fearful about things. That's the way He wants us to feel. He wants us to feel unsettled. He wants us to feel unnerved. And I see it going on in this body. He wants us confused about things. Confused about things going on around us. Confused about our life. Confused if we're on the right path or not. He wants us panicked. He wants us in a panicked state. He wants our mind in a panicked state. He wants us to be filled with doubt. Doubting the Lord. Doubting if the Lord's going to show up. Doubting if this word is true. He wants us filled with those things. Now, how many of you had the, the enemy whisper some of these things? To, has the enemy ever whispered to you, you're going to die. I'm going to kill you. Has the enemy ever whispered to you when you're vulnerable, I'm going to get your loved ones. I'm going to come after your loved ones. I'm going to get. Parents, has, has the enemy ever come to you and said, I'm going to get your kids. I'm going after your kids. I'm going to get them. He whispers these things into our ears. You ever whisper to you? You're going to fail. You are going to fail. You're going to be a laughing stock to your family, a laughing stock to your coworkers. You are going to fail. You're going to be a failure. Has the enemy ever whispered to you, you're a loser? You you amount to nothing, you're a loser. You see, he wants you to think this. He wants you unnerved and unsettled. He wants you filled with doubt. You're going to lose everything. You ever told you that? You're going to lose everything. This economy is going to go bad. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose all the things you worked hard for. You'll have nowhere to turn. You'll have no food. Does he whisper these things to you? How about this? He ever whispered to you, I'm going to give you a disease. Has he ever said that to you? I'm going to give you cancer. You're going to get cancer. I'm going to kill you with a disease. I'm going to get one of your loved ones with a disease. You see, he sneaks in because he's a snake, a rotten snake. And he comes in and he whispers these things to us believers, to the children of God. He whispers these things into our ears. Oh, you're all alone, he says. You're all alone. You are alone. No one can understand you. you don't even go to church because you're not like those people. You're all alone. Has he ever told you God's not going to come through this time? That This particular problem God's not going to come through. Has He told you? You're a waste of life. These are all attacks of the enemy. See, they're all attacks on our minds, all attacks on our hearts. He puts these things, He whispers these things into us, hoping that when He says, I'm going to get your kids, He hopes that they enter into you and they take root. Because if they do, if He whispers things, that you're a loser. You'll never, you're going to be a laughing stock. I'm going to take everything you've worked for. If those things can get inside of you and take root, he's got you. See, he's got you. He wants you to believe those things. He wants you to believe that you're destitute. He wants you to believe there's no help for you in God. He wants you to believe that God's not going to come through this time. That the problem's too great. He whispers these things to you. He tells them to you when you're vulnerable, when you're trying to sleep at night. He speaks into you. I'm going to get your loved ones, he says. He wants to plant one of these thoughts in our heart, hoping that it will grow and take root. If it takes root, and he can continue to fill you with doubt and uncertainty, Then he can continue to compound and magnify these thoughts. I am going to give you a disease. You're going to die a horrible death. And that gets inside of us. And it compounds itself. And it becomes huge. And it takes over our minds. Our stress levels begin to go up. Anxiety begins to go up. Next thing you know, we have people having panic attacks. You can't make it through the day without medication. You can't sleep anymore at night. You have no peace and you have no joy. And you're confused. You're stressed out. You're depressed. That's what he, He's got you then. then. Then God becomes small and insignificant. And on the other hand, the enemy becomes huge and powerful. That's what He wants. That's what the enemy wants. But we are the children of God. We cannot go on this way. We cannot go on this way. Now, we have to realize a few things about this adversary, right? We, should do, we would do well to study our adversary. I believe it was my brother-in-law, Adam King, spoke back in January, and he opened up with this scripture, which I thought was awesome. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Did you hear that? The Lord Jesus is saying to Simon, Behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now I want to be clear to everyone in here this morning. Satan wants to get you, okay? He wants to get, he wants to do those things I just read to you. He does indeed want you. We do indeed have an adversary out there who wants to get you. He desires to have you. He wants to sift you and grind you up so that you're nothing more than powder. He wants to sift you like wheat. He desires you. Satan, the adversary, he wants you this morning. He wants you. He has desired to have you. Those weren't just empty threats that I read to you earlier. He does want to indeed go after your kids. He does indeed want to give you a disease. He Those aren't empty threats. That's what the enemy wants for you. He wants you depressed and feeling anxious and stressed out. That's what he wants for you. He wants you to fail. He wants to take away your testimony. He hates it that you are born again and saved and washed. He does not like that and wants to take it away. Therefore, he speaks things into you. And he tells you things. He wants you ruined. He wants you divorced. He wants your family torn apart. Ultimately, what the enemy wants is for you to stop serving the Lord. Ultimately, what the enemy wants is for you to stop glorifying God. Because, see, that's what a born-again man or woman does. Ultimately, is they glorify their Lord. They bear fruits for the King. That's what he wants to stop. Stop glorifying the Lord. He says, if I can get this person depressed, anxiety levels, stressed out, then that'll stop them. And he whispers that into you. He tells you whatever he thinks will take root in your heart to get you feeling anxious and stressed. He wants to get you. He desires you. He desires me. He wants me. The devil wants me. The devil wants you. You understand he wants you. Now we can't deceive each other. We got to be we can't deceive each other and say everything's going to be all right. Nothing's ever going to happen to me. Life is perfect. We we can't deceive each other and say that. We can't walk around with our head in the clouds. Amen. John 10:10 10, 10 says the thief comes not but to steal, kill and destroy. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like it's very sobering to know that there is some type of evil spiritual entity out there that wants to get me. That should be sobering. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his ultimate plan for your life. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's all. There's nothing more to it it is that simple. That's what the adversary wants for this church That's what he wants as individuals to steal, kill, and destroy. This is a fallen world. Amen? It is a fallen world. We have to accept the fact, we have to acknowledge the fact that we do have an adversary out there who wants us dead. He wants us spiritually dead. The devil desires you, he does want you to think you're a loser. He wants you to think you're going to die, depressed, high levels of stress. He wants you to feel anxious. He ultimately wants to see you ruined. Now, hear more about our adversary. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He walks about. You know, that part kind of scares me out of all that. As a roaring lion, he walks about. He's walking all around, looking, seeking whom he may devour. I'm here to tell you, maybe he's waiting for you out in the parking lot at your car. Maybe he's waiting for you right outside the church doors. He's walking about seeking. Just waiting for you to, to, to expose something that he can get inside and take root. Maybe he's waiting for you back at your house. There is an adversary as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may... He's looking to devour someone. He's looking for a weak person that he can go and devour and ruin. Because he's here to steal, kill, and destroy. That is it. He's walking about looking to pick someone off. In Job chapter 1, verse 7. I'm sure most of us read the book of Job. The Lord actually meets up with Satan in the beginning of the book of Job. Job chapter 1 verse 7 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan, Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. Now we have to realize this about our enemy. and He's going to and fro all the earth. Up and down, to and fro. He's walking about as a roaring lion. That's where our enemy is. He's all around. You have to realize that he's all around. And sooner or later, you might not like this, from him going to and fro, up and down, all about this earth. Sooner or later, you're going to cross paths with him. He's going to bump into you and attack you. He's going to come after you. Sooner or later, you're going to come across this enemy, this adversary. You're going to meet up with him face to face. Mono, E, mono, you and the devil. And he's going to try to get you. To and fro, up and down in this earth. You are going to cross paths with them. Have you ever watched the Nat Geo channel? And seen like the animal shows? I always like the animal shows. Excuse me. You you watch the carnivores. The lions or the hyenas or whatever. The jaguars or whatever carnivore it is. Don't they always go after the weak animal? Don't they always go after the newborn? Don't they always go after the gazelle that has a deformed hoof or something like that? doesn't run quite as fast as the other ones. Don't they try to segregate one of the gazelles from the rest of the herd? Just like our adversary. He wants to segregate you from this body. He wants you to stay alone. He's going to look for the newborn babe in Christ that isn't seasoned in the Word and he's going to prey upon. He's going to try to get you to break off from the herd. So when you meet up with him, is he going to find something to exploit? Is he going to find a chink in the armor? Will he find a weakness? Will he be able to get you to break off from the herd when you and him meet? Because you are going to meet, if you haven't already. I'm sure most of us in here already had a, a face-to-face with the devil. Why? Because he desires you. He walks and walks about seeking whom he may desire, devour, and he whispers, I'm going to give you a disease. Are you going to let that in you? Are you going to let it take root? When he sends doubt and confusion, will it take root in you? So we know that the devil is out and about, to and fro, in all the earth, walking about. We know that we are going to meet up with him at some point. So when we cross paths with this enemy, what do we do? Here's the reason why I preach this. Because I see too many people in the body of Christ dealing with some of these symptoms. Nerves, stress, anxiety. I've had some people approach me even. Can you pray for me about this? People are dealing with these symptoms because they are being attacked by the enemy. They are being attacked. The enemy is whispering these things into us. And he wants them to breed. He wants them to breed in this body. And he wants us to breed as individuals. He wants those thoughts to magnify themselves inside of us. Thoughts of depression, doubt, and worry. I see people in this body wrestling with those things. And it comes down to something very simple. What it means is, when we have a body that's wrestling, what it means is, we don't know how to fight. That's what it means. We don't know how to make spiritual warfare. We don't know how to fight this enemy. So when we cross paths with the devil, with the adversary, I'll tell you what to do. The Bible tells us what to do. We resist him. We resist. You see, uh, us brothers and sisters, us Christian folks, we get, we get something a little confused. We get mis- mixed up. We think, there's the devil. i got to run from him. You run away from the devil. That's actually not what the Bible teaches. Now, we do run from temptation. But we run away from all that garbage. But we don't run from the enemy. We resist him. Do you know what it means to resist? It means to buck. To fight, to oppose, and to defy. That is what we do when we see the devil. You have to fight the devil. Amen? Don't take this too personal, but too many of us are Christian wimps. Christian wimps. You see the devil comes and oh I gotta call my, my support group because he told me I'm gonna die. He told me I'm gonna be a loser. I gotta go Pastor Joe and see what he says about this. You've got to learn how to fight. You've got to learn how to resist the things he speaks into you. I need an intervention. You've got to learn how to fight him yourself. The Bible instructs us to resist the devil. Buck the devil. You ever seen a bucking bronco, the rodeos on TV? guys get on them bulls' back, and I've seen them buck them clear into the third row. That's what the Bible says. Buck him. Amen. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See, you don't run from the devil. You make him run from you. That's how it's supposed to work, according to this word. We resist him, and he flees. Not us. He does. Okay? Too many of us are fleeing from him. Too many of us are nervous and, and stressed out and feeling anxious. Too many of us are unnerved. We make him flee. That's how this thing works. He flees from us. How do we make him flee? Well, we have to learn how to defend ourselves. Amen? That's the first step. You've got to learn how to defend yourself. When the devil comes to you and he says things like, I'm going to get your kids. I'm going to get them. I'm going to give you a disease. You're going to lose your job. Well, you've got to defend that. How do you defend that? With the shield of faith. Amen? The shield of faith. Now, is this a shield made out of wood? Or is it made out of steel or metal? No. The shield of faith is made up of your belief that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection has washed away your sins. That's what the shield of faith is made of. When worries and stress start to creep in and he whispers things to you, when you're in a vulnerable state, you hold up your shield. Amen? You hold up the shield of faith. You block them with your shield. Very simple. He tells you you're going to die. You hold up the shield of faith. The shield of faith quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen? It is made of faith. It is a shield faith. Forged in the fact that you are a child of God. Ephesians 6, verse 16 says, And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I know that there are more pieces of armor, pieces of God's armor that He equips us with. But for sake of time, we're not going to go over all of them. But the Bible says, above all, most importantly, it's saying... Take the shield of faith because that shield, your belief in Jesus Christ, your belief that you're a child of God, your belief that you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, your belief in this word, your roots into this, that's what blocks the fiery darts of the enemy. Also, know this when he flings those fiery darts at you and throws those thoughts, I want you to know he's aiming at your head, he's aiming to hit a vital organ. See, the enemy's not out for games. He's not trying to clip you in the ankle. He's not trying to, hit, to wing shot you. He's aiming for an organ. He wants you dead and destroyed and stopped. He wants to cease to take away your testimony. He's throwing them at your head. He's trying to kill you dead. You've got to get behind your shield of faith. Forged in the fact that you are a child of God. It quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked when he flings the darts of depression and anxiety at you, you get behind your shield. Now, getting behind your shield, you see, that only quenches the fiery darts that he throws. That doesn't actually make the devil flee. That just nullifies his attacks. You see, he throws them, you block them with the shield of faith. But that doesn't yet make him flee, because he'll just throw more of them at you. Understand? you got to go on the offense, okay? If you're not very familiar with sports terms of offense and defense, defense is when you are defending the basketball hoop. You don't want the other team to score. Defense is when you're trying to stop the other team from scoring a touchdown. Offense is when you're the one trying to score a touchdown. Offense is when you're the one trying to throw the ball into the hoop. You have to go on the offense, sometimes with the devil. Amen? You can't just defend all the time. Sometimes you got to take a swipe at him. The Bible says to resist him steadfast in the faith. Fight the enemy steadfast in the faith. you got to swing your weapon at him every now and again. You see, you stand behind that shield of faith, and every now and again you reach out and you swing that weapon. Now, if you're unskilled in the work, your first few times, your arm might look rubbery or whatever. You might look kind of goofy, cause. You're... But the damage is not dealt by the might of your arm. The damage is dealt by the sword. You understand that? You know what else? The to... the weapon that you have is the sword of the spirit. Is it made of metal or iron or carbon steel? No. It is made of the sacred text that God has given us through the Holy Spirit. That's what the sword of the Spirit is. And you've got to swing it sometimes. The sword of the Spirit. It is the Word of God. That's what it is. Now this sword. Also you should know this about the sword. It is the sharpest sword ever to be forged. Sharper than any other two-edged sword the Word tells us. It is sharper than any sword that's ever existed in the history of anything. It's razor sharp, both sides all the way up and down, and it causes mortal damage when you swing it at the enemy. Amen? Yes. Sometimes you've got to go on the offense and swing it. You've got to swing your weapon at them. we got to learn how to do this. Either that or just continue to take blows from the devil. Continue to listen to him tell you you're going to die Continue to tell, listen to You're a loser. You're, you're the laughing stock of your family. Keep listening to that the rest of your life and be powerless in the kingdom or hold the shield of faith. Reach out and take a swipe and get behind your shield again. Because it's a sharp sword. Sharper than any other sword ever. Now I'm not a pro by any means but I'll tell you right now I have made the devil flee from me. I have, I'm not saying that in my own power, but I have used the sword of the Spirit and I have made Him flee from me before. Because He has came and visited me. He has. If He has it to you, He will. Be patient, He will. Sooner or later, you're going to meet with Him face to face. You will. Now I want to teach you a, a pretty cool sword strike. You see, you're behind that shield and the enemy's throwing these fiery darts and you get behind your shield and you learn. You're you're either going to sink or swim. That's it. You learn to strike at him with your sword. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Uh, You swing at him. Do you understand that? That's what the sword, the spirit is. It's scripture. You see, the devil is going to come to you when you're all alone when your spouse is asleep or when everyone else is away and he's going to tell you these things and you have to learn to combat them using scripture that's what makes him flee when you tell him no weapon formed against me shall so prosper uh, it slices him in his arm you Understand? if he doesn't run then tell him again tell him over and over until he flees from your presence but I'll tell you what One of my favorite Scriptures in the Bible. Be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. You understand, I didn't memorize that so I could come up here and seem like a good speaker. I memorized that in the heat of battle when the enemy was coming at me. And I had to know it because it was either take this barrage that he was throwing at me or start swinging my sword at him. Okay? When you get to heaven... You had better have a nicked up sword. And your shield better have many darts still on fire on the other side of it. That's what the Lord wants. He wants His people to fight the enemy off. Amen? Yeah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Yeah. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. <laughs> That's a slice to His arm. That's a mortal wound to the enemy. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm telling you, most of you in here are out of school. So we don't have any schoolwork we're responsible for. So you have some free time to memorize some scripture. I'll tell you what, I'm an advocate for memorizing scripture. Because immediately, just like that, the devil can be on you. Amen? He can sneak up on you just like that. And if you have them hidden in your heart, if you have them memorized, that quickly you can have them right on your tongue. And you can get your sword out that quick. And begin to combat the enemy and make him flee. Resist him steadfast in the faith, the Bible says in 1 Peter. Resist him. Amen? But thou, O Lord, art a shield to me, the glory and the lifter of my head. That's a sword strike. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's a sword strike. That hurts the devil. It clips him in his thigh and it takes away his mobility. He wants to run when he starts hearing that stuff. Because he knows he doesn't have one of the weak ones. You see, if he's coming at you and you got nothing to throw at him, then he's going to pick you apart. (laughs) Use the word of God. It's that simple. Now, I didn't say it was easy, but I said it's that simple. Because the devil, he can be scary. Amen? He can be very scary, very intimidating. You know, I honestly believe this, and I think we need to really know this. The devil, and this this comes from me looking through the Bible. I can't find the devil is not as big and powerful as we think he is. My my Bible doesn't teach that he is this all powerful being that does what he pleases to anyone. No way. The Bible doesn't teach that. See, the devil is exactly as powerful as you let him be. See, if he is big and powerful to you, then he is big and powerful. Then you give him that power. But if he is small and weak, he's nothing. He has nothing for you. He has has no weapon that he can form that will prosper in your life. I want to read to you in Isaiah chapter 14, starting in verse 12. Bible says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend, ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit." They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? Now listen, in the New Living Translation, that says, can this be the one? You see, I I believe maybe on the other side of glory, we'll we'll look upon Satan, upon Satan, this being that we thought was so powerful and we were so afraid of and fearful of, I think we'll look at him and be like, that that's him? That's the one I was afraid of? That's the one that kept me up at night? That's the one that gave me those panic attacks. He's the one I was that's why I was so stressed out because of him. I, I honestly believe we'll look at him in his sorry state and say, That that was him, or say he's just a snake. Step on the snake. Bruise his head. He is a snake, church. We have to learn to combat this snake. I encourage anyone and everyone, the next time he visits you, the next time you're trying to get some sleep, and he comes to you with these thoughts, and he tells you, I'm going to get your loved ones. He tells you, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose everything you worked hard for. And he tells you those things. Hold up your shield. Get behind your shield. And then every now and again, reach out and take a swipe at him with the sword of the Spirit. And he will flee from you. Amen? Amen. 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 Guys, if you've got something you would please pray, or play, everyone please stand. Now listen, before we go, Booth is going to play some music. We could turn some lights down. If you have been being tormented and i know there's many of us in here if the enemy has been tormenting you if the enemy has been whispering these thoughts into your ears make your way to this altar and ask the lord to teach you to fight ask the lord to teach you how to resist the devil steadfast in the faith and he will flee from you amen amen